I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. It's I haven't seen that. It's I haven't seen that. Yay! <laughs> and we have we have a we have a combo guest yeah. situation today. We're actually uh, merged into one person, melting together. It's pretty horrifying. It's just like all like only like three arms, but that's like, what marriage yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> marriage yeah. is three arms. That's the new right. flesh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm Whitney. The regular boy is Mark, and we are here with Brett and E.K. Weaver. Hello. Hello. E.K., who has been on before, and Brett, who I'm talking to for the first time. Hello, Whitney. <laughs> the whole uh, E.K. was recently staying with me, and the whole time she was just like, oh, I gotta get you and Brett to meet. Yeah. How do I get you and Brett to meet? You need I you think and I Brett said to... that like five times a day. <laughs> like every time I'd say or do anything, you'd just be like, ah! Oh, there was a Brett. lot of cooking, there was a lot of demands that we cook together. That's what uh-huh. I kept hearing. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, so you're cooking doing and shouting, so yes. Digitally via Skype. You're both eating half of a meal. And then, it, all, yes. it all adds up that, that you guys had to start talking about food to, to get Skype to behave. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It all comes together. <laughs> How is everybody this week? Doing good. Um, I finally wrapped up, uh, actually right before I came to visit Whitney, I wrapped up the comic project from hell, um, which is yeah. purely from hell just because I was inexperienced with color. Uh and uh, I'm starting on some new material, and Brett is was in one play, and he's about to be in another. So we're nice. busy as shit, to be honest. Yeah, two. It was it one play we put up in one month, and then it ran for five performances, and then now this upcoming this next weekend, I'm doing one performance of Midsummer Night's Dream in the woods. So, and of course, I've made many jokes about him being a power bottom. Yeah. <laughs> is now are, are, do you get skeeters in the we woods? do get skeeters because i and imagined fireflies. yeah well the fireflies i think would be probably pretty nice yes yeah, they are but i just imagine i'm assuming you you guys are gonna have some sort of lights and just imagining like them just swarming with bugs <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all don't get zika out there be, be safe is- this oh my is god. Central Texas, not East Texas. East Texas, the the audience the, the, the mosquitoes would definitely outnumber the audience. <laughs> it would buy billions. You'd have like bug zapper lights set up and it's like, no no, it's a it's a nice little dubstep soundtrack. Just just run with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's an album <laughs> You want dubstep Shakespeare. You know, Somebody's already done that. I'm absolutely sure. Oh, yeah. The, kid, the kids are crazy for the Hamiltons these days. It'll work. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's actually an album, I think, called Electric Fireflies that's just field recordings of these, uh, of these, uh, like, uh, I think, rain, these forests in Bali. And so it's just, like, billions of insects just chirping extremely loudly for, like, I think it's, like, an hour each. But the idea is that it kind of sounds like techno. <laughs> <laughs> and you know there's it's, a it's good to chill Brett, with Ooh, excuse me <laughs> yeah uh, Brett's i taking a trip oh, oh sorry, go ahead <laughs> the audio is a little soft on my end so i'm like wait are we talking are we not talking <laughs> um yeah speaking of ambient stuff brett's actually taking a trip um up through new mexico and into colorado uh next month and wyoming and uh and i'm trying to convince him to stop by that art installation that's basically just uh lightning rods every 30 feet out in the middle of a field 
Oh, Whoa. the like Christo, uh, Jean Claude and yeah. Christo. Thing? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's Christo or another artist, but it covers like oh. I want to say three to six acres, something like oh that. My God. So it, it's the it's the Thunder Plains from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to, she wants to kill me and my dog. That's well, that's somebody really what's died and right? get some really great photos while you die. So, yeah. didn't one of those one of those things fall on somebody? Oh, great. there was a Christo, a Christo thing that did kill somebody once. It was like a giant umbrella that fell over and and killed somebody. Wow, what an ironic way to go! So, talk about your lesser works, of Christo. <laughs> hey. Um, what do you think? I'm trying to think of like what the deadliest art probably is. <laughs> well, that's it. Bye, everybody. You mean like short term or long term? <laughs> I, I don't know. And, and like and and uh, uh, sorry, sorry to to finally uh, nearly hundred episodes in to have to ask this question, but how do you define art? <laughs> I don't. Um, God, I went to I went I took uh, like art history classes at like at Parsons the school uh, at Parsons, um, but like. They were not aimed at fine art students, so it was all the all these fashion kids being like, like literally, like talking about Chris Burden being like, "Well, that's not art," and it's like, "What are we even doing here? Why do we give a shit?" <laughs> it was the exact same as the art history classes I took in literally fifth grade. <clears throat> wow. Maybe the deadliest art would be uh, at an art museum if it caught on fire and everybody was trying to leave, but they thought the exit signs. We're, we're just art mm. and then they all died because they didn't actually use the exit signs that would be the deadly oh start. see that's that's a lot more involved i was just thinking of you know something that involved you know mercury in your pigment or oh, some sure. cadmium oh, or something like that i mean if that just kills the kills the artist well I, oh, okay. I thought of i thought of the um there's that like song that makes people kill themselves have you heard of us what no is this a creepypasta <laughs> no am i getting creepypasta it's the black note. It's it, it's gloomy Sunday. It's called gloomy Sunday, and it's um, a Hungarian song. And uh, yeah, apparently that it's it's uh, uh, there's a Billy Holiday version. And it's a like uh, Monty it's... Python joke that's so funny people die laughing. Yeah, yeah. the killer joke. Oh uh, yeah, that one. Anyway, it's it's so sad that um, that people that it makes people kill themselves in the. And they didn't. Uh, they did not play it on the radio in England for like forty years. Wow. <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, sorry, I was about to be like, there's a lot of songs that they don't play on the radio in England, and I was like, that's not interesting. <laughs> there's not. There's like, like a story there. That's, there's a lot that's, of songs they don't play on the radio in a lot of that's places. Probably just a fact. Uh, but, but, but I'll they bet the, do. But they do play Morrissey. Yet they yeah, still play true. Morrissey. That's true. <sighs> um, <laughs> Oh, oh boy, uh, that guy. Uh, <laughs> well, the other day, like I guess there's a British McDonald's commercial that has uh, "What Can I Get" by the Buzzcocks in it, and <laughs> like talked about how terrible it was, and it's like, dude, you're a fucking racist. <laughs> like, like the Buzzcocks have disappointed me so much less than you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm old Nutty old Morrissey. <laughs> Nobody ever actually, paid attention. Sorry, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was about to say, I actually briefly, briefly got to meet Mark as well uh, when we were yes. at the My Brother, My Brother and yes. Me show. Yeah, it was very fantastic. And it was a really fun show to be at. 
Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, Brett came home from the grocery store yesterday with a big bag of cherries, and I had to say, you know, those are expensive, right? <laughs> and that that question, the um, the question that was on um, uh, th- that episode of of um, the McElroy Brothers Fun Show, the McElboys, uh, <laughs> the the Boys show. The, Mac- I totally, I, the, the boys that Mac- you wish would mackle more. <laughs> Uh, well, if you listen to it, it's it's the like New York episode. I think it's like episode like three oh seven or eight. Uh, somebody asks, you know, has the question of of uh, you know, I went I went to the grocery store and I put my cherries down on the on the checkout, and the checker said, you know, those are expensive, right? And I was very excited because that it, I know that question was asked by my friend and former guest of this podcast. Oh, Kate yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was Kitty. It's all <laughs> That's fantastic. I was like, I know that story. He told that on Twitter. <laughs> no, those are expensive. Yeah, the conclusion was there's just no response to that. It's too good of a burn. Yeah, it's too good of yeah. a burn. It's like, well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye forever, because I'm never going back to this grocery store. <laughs> I've been owned too thoroughly. Have you, have you guys ever been owned at a grocery store? Probably. Ooh. I used to, I mean, I used to go to grocery stores in Quebec and did not speak French, so, like, mm. I'm sure I was just constantly being owned brutally. I feel like a lot of times at the grocery store, I, like, I'm, like, self-owning. Because <laughs> as I put, it's like, it's like, here, I'm just, I'm just putting down, like, this, this, you know, bag of frozen meat patties and uh, a, a, a couple of Bud Light Limeritas. <laughs> we love and the flavor like, of Bud Light Lime. I think I've I think I've pretty much self-owned every time I've gone to the uh, the meat tienda down the street and gotten a, a a nice bottle of red wine and a bag of Cheetos. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, every about every six months I get a craving for that pairing and then I instantly regret it later. But in the moment, they don't judge you. Yeah, is, is that like the thing where you put you put popcorn in your mouth and then take a sip of Coke, and it kind of like dissolves the popcorn? That just sounds horrible. <laughs> that does sound. I was thinking more. It's just like a really bastardized wine and cheese pair. Oh, okay. Uh, Your I, thing, Mark, sounds like a way to choke at the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or like it's probably the closest to being a Venus f- flytrap that we can ever come. So. Yeah, and you can feel the popcorn struggling as yeah. you're. Uh, yeah. It's like finally I'm the sarlacc. <laughs> I'll name all my, uh, I'll name all my uh, popcorn. What 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 do we call it? Ah, it was a lot funnier when I actually had the punchline. <laughs> oh, well, there's all phone. the like I, I've heard all the stuff where people are like, oh, you got to eat the popcorn, then you got to put the like, uh, oh god, there's some candy, not raisinets, raisinets, raisinets in the popcorn, and then have them put butter on top. <laughs> but like, first off, at this point, that will cost thirty dollars. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that is a thirty dollar box of popcorn. Um, I'm, I'm definitely like, you know, my popcorn needs raisins. You <laughs> like raisins? And and by did, the way, the, the punchline is Boba Fett. That was what <laughs> I was thinking. Was Boba ah. Fett. We've we've talked about this on this podcast before, but did you guys ever read the Tales from Jabba's Palace thing on about Boba Fett? No, no. In my understanding, it's the first indication that Boba Fett survives the Sarlacc pit. Huh. Um, although I guess that's not canon anymore. It's not canon. You're right. I did read those books. I read the 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 Mandalorian armor, yeah, something or other. I read. Oh, that all those series. paperbacks. Yeah. yeah. 
I, it's actually really funny now, like, that they've, like, gotten rid of the Expanded Universe. They probably got rid of the Expanded Universe because those books were so... They, like, I don't think there was any, like, mainstream editorial oversight for those. So they were just like, sure, <laughs> that guy eats yeah. raw meat in a shower. <laughs> that happens. This is all very canon. <laughs> Uh, oh, I... There's such good stories in there that in that in in that series that are not canon anymore. There were some really good stories. There, you get some really weird. Like I started reading through the Jabba's Palace thing again, and like mm-hmm. Kevin Anderson, the guy who wrote them, has like very specific ways of describing like heads being crushed, like eighteen <laughs> heads get crushed in the like Rancor Keeper story. And and each time, it's like the exact same description of a head crushing. Oh, he just keeps it in like a text file yeah, over yeah. on his desktop. <laughs> he copies and pastes it like a, like, a, like a customer service rep in a live chat. And, and he'll roll dice to, for, for each plot point. He has a head crushing generator uh, <laughs> bookmarked in his browser. Uh, <laughs> crunchy, but wet. <laughs> oh, man. Which is just like popcorn in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> bring it all back. It's a Boba Fett, which is what Boba, we're going to call that Boba now. Boba Fett, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Did you guys ever hear about the, the speaking of popcorn, it's the whole, like, the myth of, you know, you put a put a hole in the bottom of the, the popcorn thing, and then you, in it. And then you put your wiener in yeah. it. I I I heard about this from a Pin and Teller book, I think. Yeah, I did it as well, because they had a version which um, it was it was the, like... The, the clean version where you put a hole in the side of it and then you grab your friend's hand yeah. and make them scream, which I did once and it was great. <laughs> oh my God. I remember reading that as like maybe like a nine or 10 year old. And then, then they were like, there's a dirtier version of this where you put the hole at the bottom. And I was like, I don't get it. So you're putting your hand up from the, I like literally, it took me maybe three years to figure and there's out. Even, there's a, there's a photo of a smirking pendulette with a, with a, 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 a popcorn, thing yeah. on his lap and a lady reaching in and, and uh, that was does, sorry does no one think about um how the, the the possible contusions or scrapes that may happen the salt or oh, the, salt. the salt the salt the salt the salt and the fake butter that should oh. be i want if, if i mean if if one would do it you would think that kettle corn might be the better <laughs> Yeah. Solution. Yeah. That's just yeah. my own. I mean, not that I've ever done it. Ever. <laughs> well, okay. Before so situationally, okay. you're okay with walking out of. You're okay with like, like possibly grossing out the person you're seeing a movie with. The best case scenario is that they give you a hand job in popcorn, and then <laughs> yeah. you you walk out. You're gonna have a butter stain all over your pants, if not more. <laughs> But but then you have to power move that and say at the end where when everyone's looking at you you just go you maintain eye contact and you say worth it. <laughs> oh. This seems like a very like 1950s fetish to have. <laughs> like like you're you go to watch beach blanket blanket bingo and get a popcorn hand job. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of my new band, Popcorn Hand Job. Um, popcorn hand job, baby. Valley. That was Frankie Valley in those movies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unicello. And Annette Felicella. Yeah, giving you a popcorn hand job. That, there you go. There we go. 
That is a, that is a like beautiful like. That phrase just is so good. It has <laughs> such a good, a good door popcorn hand. Yeah, it's, it's really. I'm. I'm ASMR. I'm ASMRing a little bit just for popcorn. <laughs> but just, you know, I was kind of imagining it as like a, a you know marching in lockstep chant. Popcorn hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Popcorn hand jobs. <laughs> oh, I got the shivers. <laughs> so You're ASMRing. Do you guys I've, have? I got the shivers for an entirely different reason. <laughs> So there, there's EK and I in Alamo Draft House watching, um, sure, Zootopia. Let's say okay. we're watching Zootopia. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just. Adding on to the fetish pile. It is, is yeah, a, yeah. It's a 10.30 p.m. show, so we're guaranteed not to have kids there. There won't be kids there, hopefully. Also, the popcorn hand not job to have is a kids good prophylactic. <laughs> and, I would just, and I would just lean over and say, baby, popcorn hand job. <laughs> And she would then get up and leave. And I'd be like, <laughs> I was kidding. And everybody's like, dude, come on. You are not <laughs> kidding. Do you, do you guys remember reading stuff as like a pre-sexual person when you were younger? And like, just not, like there'd be a sex joke and just not getting it. And then like six years later, it like, just pops oh. into your head. And you're like, oh, it was a oh. sex thing. Star yeah. Wars. All of Star Wars. <laughs> especially Carrie Fisher in the first movie that you go back and you're like, Oh my God, she's not wearing a bra. I did not realize. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the only instance of that I can think of is actually after I, like after I'd gone through puberty and had begun my sex life and I was just incredibly dense and dumb (laughs) rather than, rather than being a child. And I think I told Whitney the story, but I get, well, I let into it now. Um, <laughs> we're we're on this trip. <laughs> We've already started the car. Let's go. Um, but uh, yeah, I was having some difficulty with fun times, and um, this I was living in Alabama, where dildos and vibrators are illegal. So, or at least they were at this time. And uh, my doctor said, "Well, you know, I can't really recommend." the best thing but i can recommend cucumbers and i saw and i said to him i didn't know that going vegetarian could affect that and he just looked at me and i think he just walked out of the room (laughs) i will say that's also a really weird thing for the doctor to say in the first place (laughs) well alabama in the in the 90s yeah that's true yeah Yeah, I don't know if the laws have changed since then, but yeah, and that was one of those things that, like, three or four years later, I was like, "Mother," <laughs> but I bet he, I bet it made like for a good story at whatever conference he went to that year. <laughs> he posted it to some anonymous doctor board. R slash OBGYN. so this this is all connected. I I went uh, yesterday. Um, to the, the wedding festivities of uh, former guest Max Eddy and many, many uh, uh, former guests and friends of the show were there and it was a great time to hug them all in person. And I got into this long conversation. Well, it started talking about how the, the word yogurt is gross. They're just talking about different different um, words that are gross. And like, <laughs> since there was like, you know, uh, you know some, some uh, like a spread of, of snacks, <laughs> including some, some cured meats, some loose meat. Loose <laughs> just talking meat. about how the, loose meat would you like some loose meat and uh and in, in my line of work I, I i discovered i was really grossed out by the word yogurt 
yogurt. And when you spell it the British way, it gets even grosser. With the H. With the H. It was like, it was, and I, I think it was it was Kathy Fisher who was like yogurt and condom. And uh, then we decided we went. Wait, what if you had a, a yogurt a yogurt flavored condom? <laughs> And uh, this this led to it over dinner, me having like a, a half hour conversation, working out a business plan to sell probiotic condoms. Because, nice. uh, great idea, right? Right? Yeah. And then uh, yeah, and then today I, I Google it, and somebody already has the fucking patent. <laughs> First to market advantage, right there. Is, there. is there a way you can like do a heist for a, a patent? patent? Yeah, can you heist a patent? I don't know. Because if so, I need a team. Ocean's 15. Ocean's 15. Stealing stealing the patent for probiotic condoms. <laughs> and there are also there are, there's also probiotic casino, I will say that. There's also probiotic lube and there's probiotic tampons. This uh part in the phrase but the the uh, the area seems to be filled. Oh. It's a bacteria rich environment right there. Yeah, I think it's like I keep thinking bionic and when you say probiotic. <laughs> <laughs> biotic condom. <laughs> we can we can solve. Okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was it the theme song to the like seven million dollar man? Bionic woman. Oh. Right? Wait, was it so was that a sequel to that or like yes. spin off, right? Yeah, spin off. Yes, that would be Lindsay Wagner in the uh, the uh, in the role as where she I do believe she lost her legs huh. and her hearing, and she got a bionic ear. Hmm. While while Lee Majors, who was a man barely alive, uh, they, they rebuilt him. They had, had the technology. They made him better, stronger, faster. Uh, he got the the new legs and the new arm and a bionic eye. Oh, and then they had a dog too. There was a bionic dog oh, as no. well. No, and the yes, dog had was. a bionic ass. <laughs> yes, there was. Scooting around on his bionic carpet. Yes, <laughs> and he latched onto your leg. It just, you just let him finish. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy, I I feel like it was television weirder. Yes. Like, it definitely seems like there was a period of time where it was, like, a lot more chill to just do extremely... There was... Yeah, I grew up... My early childhood and Brett's teenagehood, there was some weird shit on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, Sid and Marty Croft. I rest my case. (laughs) And that was, like, like, wasn't Sid and Marty Croft... That was, like, prime time, too. Oh, well, Saturday morning. Okay. (laughs) Child prime time. Yes, I'm still, I'm still amazed that like I would get up and regularly watch a TV show that starred two clowns. In like, what sense? And I was well, like actual clowns. Whereas these days, you know, clowns are considered pretty, pretty scary. Yeah, but I would get Why up and were watch you watching the news. Because <laughs> yeah, I'd watch a uh, Captain Kangaroo and Bozo the Clown. Uh, was on the regular Kangaroo a clown? No, 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 no. It was two two different shows. Oh, he's a captain. Yeah, I thought he was like an airship captain or something. Yes. Like a brigadier general or... He had a sweet mustache. He had a sweet mustache and he had had great uh, puppet uh, sidekicks. I can imagine him like throttling a Nazi on top of a Zeppelin. (laughs) (laughs) 
I I would go for that remake. Yeah. I would I would definitely watch that in the theater. Was he Australian? Why was he kangaroo? It's because well, because it was the late seventies, early eighties. He was Captain Kangaroo and Mr. Green Jeans. That's 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 how it worked, and he was Mr. Green Jeans because his jeans were green. I think uh, <laughs> the way that worked. Yeah, I had green pants when I was a kid, and my mom would call me Mr. Green Jeans, and I was just like, I don't get that reference. <laughs> yeah. I actually wore green jeans to work uh, last week, and it was pointed out. And I was like, well, I guess I won't be wearing these to work anymore. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'm looking at some pictures of Captain Kangaroo right now, and this is gruesome as hell. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna, he was I'm just an gonna, awesome dude, though. I'm just going to toss you guys uh, a little uh, nightmare fuel. Just send that your way. Take a, just take a gander. At, oh, look uh, at that guy. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. See, that's Mr. Green Jeans uh, with the hat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but the, the, the clock, it's the clock, isn't it? It's the clock. It's it's the clock, yeah. And, and, and almost the pedo bear that's there. In the yeah. and, and like, he, his face is bad. He's making a bad face there. Right, <laughs> right. Like it's, this is this is why the fact that that um oh I'm totally blanking on it the the creepy pasta. Oh, oh Candle yeah. Cove, Candle yeah. Cove. Like this yeah. is why Candle Cove exists because they the, the there were these horrible shows. There was a local one in Tennessee that was called mm-hmm. Jellybean Junction. I we feel had like one you... in, uh, we had one in Huntsville called Grunches and Grins, and it was it was basically the uh, uh, lamb chop the that puppet lady with lamb chop the puppet, yeah. except just different critter, different puppeteer lady. Yeah, there, yeah, there was, was a... there was a lady a lady who had like there was some sort of train, and I still remember the song. It's Jelly Bean, Jelly Bean Junction, Jelly Bean, Jelly Bean Junction, and now anybody who grew up in Middle Tennessee in the eighties is going, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I've found a bunch of it on YouTube and lost my mind. Oh, wow. Yeah, we went down the... Uh, I, I need to dig this one up. There was a program that came on right after the uh, the puppet show. It was a math... Like an after-school math tutoring program. And the only thing I remember about it was it was... The program was called... So 321... Con- oh, no, okay. Yo, yo, I do remember 321 Contact. Yeah. But uh, it, this was one of those local cable TV things. And uh, the program was called Digit. But the uh, opening theme was just grazing in the grass but with digit instead of can you dig it and it took several years for me to realize that that song was not specifically cooked up for that tv show <laughs> wait what is a, i i don't have any mind things for grazing in the grass uh late 60s was it grazing in the grass i said yes baby can you dig it that one oh oh yeah yeah, she can dig it, he can dig it, he can dig it, 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 can you dig it, baby? Yeah, isn't that the fifth dimension, something yeah, like that? I think yeah, so. When I asked that question, that is exactly what I was hoping would happen. Oh. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. I was really, I was kind of like, man, I hope everyone starts singing. <laughs> Mark, you have to remember, I have no pride or any kind of shame, so it's okay. fine. I, I have will, a voice. you I'll know that. Note. In my notes about humans, folder. <laughs> <laughs> Note about human. What's that song like? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, um, the voice acting thing. Uh, Brett was like, I wonder if I should talk about that on the show. Uh, I was telling Whitney when I was visiting her. Um, that's one of the kind of interesting things about 
having a home studio and having a voice actor for a spouse and knowing several other voice actors is sometimes I'll be working on comics or, you know, coming home from work and I'll hear, ha! Ha! From the closet. <laughs> you have been defeated. You have been defeated. Yeah. And it's just, okay, the screaming is coming from the closet. That's normal. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just my husband doing his job screams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's job screams. Yeah, a friend of ours, uh, and and it's out now, so I can actually say this. A friend of ours uh, got cast in the new Street Fighter game. Nice. And uh, recorded most of her screams and punching noises in our closet. So. <laughs> oh, that was. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. She went to LA for that. For that. Okay, but, that's but, right. Yeah, that's all right. the audition was done here in my closet. I, it's always fun when people come over to record. I'll like, excuse me, let me move my wife's bras out of the way so you can. <laughs> yeah, all the clothes record. make for really good uh, sound baffling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, make, make some more space in the scream jail. Yes. Yeah, we've, we've got a we've got a walk-in closet and a microphone. Like you know, my clothes on the right, his clothes on the left, and just this big microphone hanging right down at face level. <laughs> it works. That's amazing. My my favorite was having uh, Mary Jo Peel of Mystery Science yeah. Theater fame come and get in my closet and of course as she's closing it she goes i'm gonna be a star <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny like i i'd forgotten that she like I, I didn't see as much of the later seasons and we'd been hanging out for like a, a year before i realized oh she was the she was pearl oh, oh wow oh that's oh well it makes sense that she's so funny okay Someday, someday, Mark and I for Halloween will go as Bobo and Pearl, yeah. and it will be yeah. hell yes. It'll be the most perfect thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> if if we do not, if we are not in fact constantly in life Fix and it. acting the roles Fix of Bobo and Pearl, Fix or it didn't happen. I'll send them on to Mary Jo. <laughs> oh boy, that's, yeah, that's one thing I uh, that I do miss about being a busy adult was I went about ten years without doing Halloween at all, and then last year. It finally fell on a either Friday or Saturday, and I was like, I'm fucking doing this. And I went all out and got the suit. I rented the suit and, like, temp stitch, like whip-stitched it to fit me, and I went as Jadzia Dax from Deep Space Nine. Oh, my God. Yes! Like, I did the makeup, the dots, and everything, and I was so happy. We went down to 6th Street, which is, like, the clubbing hell um, in central Austin, and... Really, I don't do... I mean, I'm 38. I don't do the shots and dancing all night anymore. I just sit back and watch all the people go by, and I find that much more interesting and satisfying. But, uh, you know, we wandered from bar to bar, just kind of chilling out and watching people. And uh, it got to be about 1.30 a.m. We're like, yeah, let's go home. And, um, you know, all night nobody had said anything about my costume. And I was descending the stairs from the uh, rooftop bar, I forget, like Iron Cactus or somewhere like that. And this completely soused drunk frat boy type leans over the railing like over three stories of stairs and goes Jadzia <laughs> that is my incredible night was made. <laughs> yeah, the last time I really went all out for Halloween was um, I went as uh, um, Tina Belcher from oh. Bob's Ruggers and I and two of my friends the were uh, yeah what, they were the other other two kids so and we just went. We just went to a bar and we just uh, sat in a corner, and uh, and hung out. And people just came over and said how great we were, which is <laughs> I think the ideal Halloween. 
Yeah. That's the only reason I go to anime conventions now. So I can <laughs> sit in the corner and people come up to me and tell me how great I am. You know what I've discovered recently is that I don't have to be in costume for that. That just seems to happen when I go for that. That's, that was yeah. another nice thing about going to the Mavim Bam show is I was just like, oh, I want, you know, I'd like to meet some of your friends, Whitney. And she's like, I'm just going to stand here in the lobby and they will come by. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like if I stand in one place, somebody who knows me will eventually <laughs> come up. <laughs> someone who either actually already knows me or knows me from the internet. It took someone I knew from seconds. the internet and we didn't realize it was her at the time. So... Was it uh, Sir Fox on Twitter? Your your friend with the the other boot. Oh yeah, uh, Dino J. That's yeah, Dino J. God, yeah. Sir Fox is somebody completely different. Um, yeah, I was just like, oh, <laughs> like later uh, as she walked away, I was just like, oh wait, shit, I just realized who that was. <laughs> yeah, that was I a had, fun time. It was. I had I had the experience of just sitting and people coming up to me yesterday at the wedding as well, which is it's, it's nice and it gives me. An inflated head. <laughs> it's the oh, I'm sorry. I don't. I, I clearly, I clearly need no introduction. Oh, by the way, Brett. Um, you know the show was in the middle of Times Square, and uh, there, there is one thing worse than Times Square, and it is Times Square in the rain in construct under construction. Oh yeah. boy. Thank you. No, thank you. It was. Is... It is still. It is still my uh, my own personal hell, but well, still well worth it to to see the show. It was really great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Times time Square in general. Oh wait, actually, a great story from that night is that afterwards, uh, Kristen and I were about to head back home, and uh, we were both hungry, so we were like, well, "Let's grab a snack uh, at this weird arrow-shaped CVS." It's like in the that middle is a of weird a CVS. Yeah, it, a very weird CVS. So we go in and we're eating stuff, and um, in front of us are. So I get like like pretzel pieces. Kristen gets like something else, and we're standing in line. And in front of us are two. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I need to. I need to know exactly what snacks you got. I think she got uh, Sour Patch Kids. Okay, because the nice. story would just be meaningless if I didn't know. Yes. In, in front of us, there's two uh, young women who uh, are Japanese, and they're both buying like convenience store uh, convenience store sushi and a box of condoms. And like I was, kind of... were they the yogurt flavored condoms? No, no, <laughs> just... they were just the they were wasabi. Thing. Oh god! <laughs> and it was so much like a, a like a dumb bit from like a shitty '90s like cyberpunk book. <laughs> I was like, god damn it, Jolene Ford. Excuse me, is this a bit? Is this a bit <laughs> that's happening? Is this cyberpunk? Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> they wouldn't even get it. They don't even. Well, know. you had the setting right. Yeah, that's true. Big screens. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Times Square. <laughs> and we wound current, up uh, current waiting. era era uh, Times Square is not very cyberpunk. Yeah. Well, no big screens. Yeah, but they're you know big screens with like with the red M M&M and M on them. Yeah. Promising yes. you a, <laughs> it's a, a different it's life. a different kind of dystopia. <laughs> In the M&M we were... colonies. Yeah. So, so uh, are are you two uh, part of that group that hates the Disneyfication of uh, of Manhattan and how you know maybe it could have been be grittier than like it was at one time? No, it was awful. It used to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mo- I moved here in 2000, which is just kind of right when that really was happening, like in effect. 
So I, yeah. I, I did not I did not experience um, gross New York. Uh, what, I, what I'm against is the fact that um, now all of Manhattan is completely unaffordable unless you're, you know, a, a hedge fund lawyer or a, a Saudi prince. Hey, so. hey, we have a cheaper version of that here in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not great. But it's also, like, it's one of those things that you, and it's and it's everywhere now. Like, every every city saw what happened with Williamsburg and they were like, okay, well let's find the, the places that people do not currently want to live and just start building condos there. And then people will start living there. Right. Um, and so, so it's pretty much like there's not really a city in the United States that I think has escaped that to some degree. No. Um, so you're just which... looking at a neighborhood, just waiting for that, that butcher shop to open up. That's run by a couple <laughs> guys with beards. And you're like, yes, we've here, made it. Here they come. <laughs> Here comes the neighborhood. Yeah. You mentioned the beard thing. That just reminded me of uh, kind of this is veering off topic. But um, when I was at the Toronto Comic Art Festival back in 2014, um, <clears throat> after the Sunday night, after the show ended, I was like, oh, I don't really, you know, I don't want to just go back and turn in right away. I'd like to, you know, say hi to some other comics folks first. And there was a bar across the street from the hotel. And I was like, I wonder if there are any cartoonists over in that bar. <laughs> and the doors opened, and three guys with glasses, mustaches, beards, and plaid shirts came out. And I was like, yep, going in. <laughs> That's the cartoonist bar. <laughs> and sure enough, everybody was there. Yeah, I think I had that thought when I was going, I think, to some, like, like a Max Fun meetup or something like that. And I was yeah. just like, I was like, oh, I just need to look. I need to look for, like, people, dudes in, in plaid shirts with with beards and glasses. Oh no, this is Brooklyn. It's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, there was a Max Fun meetup um, uh, back in I want to say early April or late April, early May, thereabouts. Um, it was during the Fun Drive, and yeah, Griffin McElroy actually lives in Austin, so him and his dad showed up, and uh, his dad is every bit the uh, gregarious and delightful person that he is on Adventure Zone. I was very happy to meet him. And also thanked him for making jokes that, you know, old people could get. <laughs> yeah, Griffin, I accidentally said all the right things to oh. Griffin. Because, uh, you know, uh, they had, we introduced each other to each other. And I was like, hey, I don't know who does your sound production. But I said, you guys are on point. And he, <laughs> he says, he was like, I do that. Thank you very much. His, his little tail just started wagging. Yes. He's so excited. Yes. Yeah, I I kind of want to take like a sound production for podcasters class. Um, yeah, I guess I could do that, but I don't see why I should, why, why I should start. <laughs> it's only been I've only been doing this for three years. I see no reason to, to finally hey, learn. It? Then if the answer is yes, then you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, people mostly don't complain. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it is kind of I I'm always startled when I'm like every now and then I'll Google to try and figure out what other people are doing. Like, I'm mm. like, they can't just be using audacity and like, just, and like, uh, sound recording in quick time. And, and then I'm like, Oh wait, no, it, it looks like that's what a lot of people are doing. Oh yeah. I mean, audacity's great. And so is Reaper. That's another one that, uh, that's a really good mo And it's, it's, it's not, well, audacity's free Reaper costs a little bit, but you yeah. can test it out for free. Yeah, I tried to use the Adobe one, but uh, it is very confusing. <laughs> uh, audition or sound booth? Uh, audition. 
Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I... Uh, back in the day, I'm so old school, I used it when it was called Cool Edit Pro. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, Cool Edit Pro. I feel like this is the was. point of the party where, like, EK and I kind of, like, take our drinks and <laughs> kind of oh, scoot, scoot slightly over to the corner and talk I'm about I'm not going like... geeky nerd tech all the time. But... <laughs> Start talking about... I used, yow, to use, yow, yow. I used to use Cool Edit Pro and uh, Avid for uh, AMV shit, like, mm-hmm. a long time ago. Ugh. I have a. I have a. Has, has anybody seen? And it is an I haven't seen. Everybody's uh, gone kooky for some new Voltron. Oh uh. yeah. Have you Have you seen that, Winnie? No, I haven't seen that. Yep. I think you might enjoy it very much. Uh, it is very. It is not as uh, rich as Avatar, but it's very lighthearted and goofy and fun. Yeah, I've, def- I've seen that like explode on my timeline, and I'm kind of just looking at it. I'm like, I don't. I don't know if I. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't is know if I'm ready. It, is it is it machines that tr- turn into things? Well, sure. Yeah. It's is that a, what a Voltron it's a five is? Five robots get, get combined together to become a big robot, and it defends the universe. Oh, okay. It's very the the remake just revels in being you know it, it revels in its heritage of '80s anime. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And yeah. the voice cast, you know, the, I. I had said this on my on my Facebook posting. I said, I know a show is really, really good when I'm trying to figure out which role I want to do the voice for <laughs> and realize I'm good with everybody who's doing what they're doing. Like, there's no role for me because everybody's killing it, what they're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, one of the things that it's the robots, the individual robots are like lions. They move around like running lions, and then they combine to form this humanoid robot with lion faces on it. And, uh, you know, and of course it has a giant sword because that's what you do when you're a giant robot. Sure. But, uh, actually when I was getting my, um, when I was getting my tattoo, um, added onto yesterday, I was flipping through my artist portfolio and someone, like, you know, of course, photos that, you know, tattoos he'd done on different clients and someone had gotten the combined Voltron robot as Amaneki Neko. Oh, the, the good luck cat. Yeah. With like, with like, I think the, uh the blue i think it's the blue one that's one of the arms mm-hmm. in the beckoning pose oh nice it was super cute i was i was uh, very amused by that yeah, i i haven't seen this new voltron and i never saw the original voltron but it that's definitely one of those things that has has absorbed into my brain yeah well, as, I mean, as, as, as that means by when we, to, uh, we're by when we got caught in the rain voltron. We, <laughs> yeah when we got caught in the rain and we all tried to form an umbrella voltron to to keep ourselves dry and, and failed miserably. <laughs> I felt kind of bad because uh, Paul and uh, Paul and Co were like, apologizing so much. I was like, "This is more. I like it hilarious rather than perfect." That was a fun. That was a very fun evening, and it was. It had been very. It had been way too long since I'd seen Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's a he's a three peat guest. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. It's on very recently and. Uh... And I think he was our—he was our second ever guest. Oh wow! After my brother. And yeah, then your brother, your brother was your first guest. My brother was my first guest. He—I think oh. he insisted. Oh, yeah, he probably did. <laughs> 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 we got it. We should have him back on sometime. Yeah, definitely. That, that guy. That guy. But yeah, definitely oh, you know, check out the new Voltron if you if you are into that whole uh, spirit of Power Rangers and shit. So. I do I do like that? And I people... and 
it, the thing that I like the, the thing that I like about this show specifically, uh, besides the voice cast, is the combination of the Japanese sen- uh, uh, ideas with the, with the robots and stuff with an American sensibility that's in there. So where there's just really funny jokes. Mm-hmm. The, the jokes there are really good, and you can tell that the voice actors are having a lot of fun, and uh, and it's not taken so seriously. But yeah. it's, it's really good. Yeah, I, I I definitely like I've fallen out of being able to really watch anime. That's it. That's a muscle you gotta you gotta keep flex. You gotta mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it'll atrophy, and I, I I've like forgotten. I was like I was like oh this is, I have I have lost this this cultural, uh, knowledge that makes this work. For me as much i so. found that uh, my tolerance for my tolerance for mediocre anime has pretty much disappeared <laughs> over the past 10 years yeah um i did see a show uh, this is the one that paul and co were recommending <clears throat> um uh called it's like uh showa a showa not bunraku i'm trying to think what's the show again ruku rakugo shinju rakugo yeah i was like it's not bunraku, <laughs> i just typed rakugo. in sh- yeah i just typed in show and saw what would autocomplete <laughs> It's an anime about um, traditional Japanese solo storytelling and uh, takes place in the late 60s, early 70s, but they don't shove the time setting down your throat. It's just like the, uh, you know, you just see record players and, uh, you know, 70s fashions and stuff. But it's an anime about actors who sit on a cushion and tell stories. And it is still like, it sounds like it would be incredibly dull, but it's very, very good. Now, is there any appearance of Dave Barry being confused by it? <laughs> <laughs> Here in Florida. Oh God. <laughs> God. Now I just oh shit. My my brain just went to this like epic battles, epic battles of rap history with uh, Bill Bryson and Dave Barry. Oh my no. God. Wait, is that real? No. <laughs> oh my God. If that were real, that would be the first time I ever watched one of the epic battles of rap <laughs> history. If somebody, all... somebody laid down some Dave Barry beats. That is like a very, very narrowly targeted epic yes. rap battle. It's like, oh, who knew that Dave Barry could spit? <laughs> the Doonesbury versus Mallard Fillmore rap battle. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I think I would pay to see that, actually. <laughs> you get into territory that you know Mark and I love, talking about those newspaper comics. <laughs> oh, my God. How about that Dilbert, everybody? Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry to get topical on you, but... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I've got Oh, say... yeah, the, the, well, the dude who makes Dilbert is... I want to say went off the deep end, but he's been off the deep end for a while, but he went on some tear about V-neck sweaters being unmanly. Yeah. And he wrote this, it's, it, it, since he's always posting some weird anti-feminist insane screeds on his blog, uh, and this latest one was, was like, all, all these, I have received 25 V-neck sweaters from women, and I just throw them directly away because it's somehow this is women trying to control men Which, through V-neck sweaters. The funniest thing for that is that I feel like a V-neck sweater is the most generic, like, sitcom joke thing. That, like, if a woman is dating a guy who is, like, kind of schlubby, that the way that she tries to bring him into dressing nicer is buying him a V-neck sweater. Which indicates that, like, women just keep trying to fix Scott Adams. <laughs> 
They're just like, God, oh. Like, like, how bad must he look that women on the street are just coming up and pressing a V-neck into his hands. It's just like, you, you got to start somewhere. I, I'd like to say that uh, that all of those women don't actually know him as as a cartoonist. Yeah. But 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 see him just as some dude on the street that like, really man needs help. really needs a V-neck sweater. He needs one. I'm I'm looking at him. He seems to do a lot of. He's wearing a V-neck T-shirt. What? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I, say, I don't think I've owned 25 sweaters over my entire lifetime. Well, you live. Where do you live? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's got. He's, he seems to mostly be doing like the button, the button down, or occasionally the polo. Sure. Shirt. Scott As Adams Fashion Report, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Adams. I mean, fashion. he probably dresses the, precisely the way he did when he was nine. Like, yeah. It is the men's fashion where you just wear larger versions of what you wore <laughs> when you were nine. Years old. I, I found a picture of him in pajamas. <laughs> I mean, I was about to say cartoonist. You can just wear whatever the fuck you want. So. <laughs> I found a picture, a picture of him in his plaid pajamas, and it is uh, as part of a page about how he was the commencement speaker at a at a college in two thousand one. So, oh boy! Yeah, I like, hope in his gym jams. This has been a a, a notably terrible political year, but the yes. fact that Scott yeah. Adams has just like like he, Scott album uh, Scott albums. Scott Adams said that he was going to that he had to endorse Hillary Clinton for president or else he'd be murdered in the upcoming race war. <laughs> and like <laughs> like and and I didn't think I didn't think it could get better than that, but then he said that sweaters are just another way that the gynocracy controls our lives. Gynocracy. Oh boy! See, this is when I turn all of it off. I just go, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do some stupid cartoon. How about I go? <laughs> I'm gonna go play Persona in my underwear. You know what? I think it's time for me to record episode 600 of One Piece. So why don't I just go do that? <laughs> I think it's time to do a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a lot more fun than watching that stuff. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a we have a Deanie butt standing in the door, like wondering what the hell we're doing. That would be our dog, just in case it wasn't like a butt of a <laughs> Deanie or something. We have a, we have a very elderly dog. Aww, she, she says hello. Hello. <laughs> well, she was having a when we first started the podcast. She was lying behind us, having a dream and like twitching and yes, going burf, burf. so. <laughs> Uh, my dog is like slowly exploring different rooms in my apartment. Like she, she never comes into this office. She never really goes into the guest room, but like it, she's like very slowly taking steps uh, into these places now where she'll like come glance in and just be like, hmm? and then leave. Uh, so is it a new dog, old dog? Uh, no, a, an older dog. She's she's about ten now. And you've um, had her for for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Oh. For for and, we've we've had her for God eight eight years now. Is this a new location you're living in? No, no. We've been here for five years. She so just, she's just, just a really not, stubborn dog. Yeah, <laughs> she just will not lay down in rooms that she's she's comfortable in three rooms and everything else she's not interested in. I feel it. I get it. Yeah, oh, I get. Could... Sorry, my wife is still here. I thought she'd gone to yoga, and so she just popped around the corner and uh, ah. surprised me. Surprise wife. Yeah, surprise, surprise wife. wife. 
So I, I saw Mark last night because we were hanging out with with all the various uh, online chums after the wedding, mm-hmm. and everybody laughed. And he was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna walk the dog. Do you want to meet my dog?" And like my it, my instinct was like, oh, "No, no, I'm too I'm not ready." <laughs> after eight I'm, years, <laughs> I'm, uh... I don't know. What if the dog doesn't like me? What I mean, the, what, yeah, exactly. I was like, "What if the dog doesn't happen? like me?" What if, the, what if the dog doesn't think? I, I met so many people that day who I had never met in person before, and I was completely fine. But the thought of meeting Mark's dog. My dog. <laughs> I, 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 the podcast starts, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Uh, my dog objects. <laughs> Kobe you, objects to this guy. Whitney really just showed her ass when she met my dog. <laughs> uh, my dog would love it if if she could smell an ass. So, it's Okay. <laughs> Just try to be an interesting conversationalist. That's, that's all. Yeah, it's like when uh when our friends had brought their baby over to visit, the our dog was completely thrilled to have a human wearing a diaper in his house. <laughs> this is the best. It's like right here, the butt's right there, and I can just put my nose on it, and, I, and, and the, the ba- this thing doesn't even care. It's the best. <laughs> so so I don't have any pets. But it, well, it was probably there last night when I when I came home, you know, drunk at one in the morning. But uh, but I only noticed it. It was this morning, you know. I staggered out of my bedroom. It's like I don't understand why I have a headache. All I did was drink wine for eight hours yesterday. Um, but uh, there was a dead mouse in the middle of my living room. No. Oh my gosh. Why did they like, do that? I don't know. I, well, this has never happened before. Oh. That it just it had just uh, laid down in the middle of my of my hall of my of my living room and. And died. He's like, I'm done. So, it expired. It's either it's either a gift or a warning, I think. Oh. Like either the gift was that mouse trusted you so much that it said, you know, if I'm gonna go, where do I want to go? I'm gonna go right here because Whitney, I will take care of me. All these years I've been able to sneak <laughs> through the walls. I'm able I'll, to eat her crumbs. Did she, she and she never knew it, and now I'm just gonna reveal myself. She's treated me so right by not yeah. sweeping. Yes. By just letting, you know, things fall on the kitchen floor. I know she will do the right thing with my corpse, which is to sweep it up and put it in the trash can. That's Via con Dios. Was it, was it holding a little tulip to its chest? Did it have X's on its eyes? Little I coins. Try not to, I try not to look at it too close. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Uh, well, I did just consider maybe, maybe I have a ghost cat. Oh. Huh. What would you call your ghost cat? Hmm. The the first like four names that popped in my head were actual cats that I have known who have died. So those Aww. are bad answers. <laughs> I th- I I call it. Uh, Jim, Jimothy. <laughs> Jimothy, yes. Yeah. It should be Jimothy. Sounds always. Good. Um, oh, now you made me miss that. You made me miss that show. Oh, is that from a, is that from yeah. a show? Wits. It's from Wits. Oh. Love that show. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, speaking of radio shows, uh, weren't you, you were on Ask Me Another not too long ago, weren't you? Uh, a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, and I, finally, was, I was at the at the scene of the crime just just yesterday. Was... I finally heard an episode of that uh, yesterday for the first time, and uh, they had Weird Al and Jonathan Colton singing songs about movies about aliens, and whoever the contestants had to guess what the movie was from the lyrics. 
And uh, they sang about kaiju at one point, and neither of the contestants buzzed in. They're like, really? Really? And they're like, audience, and everybody in the audience goes, Pacific Rim! (laughs) (laughs) I know, that that show has definitely got a lot more uh, big-name guests since (laughs) I was on it. But uh, I thought of I thought of you and of Corey being when that happened. I was like, oh, they would be so sad. <laughs> it's very difficult to. But when I was on that show, like the only thing I repeated to myself the whole time was, don't don't answer in the form of a question. Don't answer in the form of a question. Don't answer in the form of a question. Because <laughs> that's just what everybody just is. That's your instinct. And and when you listen to it, um, actually, I haven't listened to it in a in a long time. I kind of stopped listening after I was on it. I was on it, and, and my and, my friend was on it. Well, you don't want to keep oh. listening and hear other people be better. You're right. You have to think that you are the best one. They they even shut it down after you left. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't win, I lost in a super cool way. Oh? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, the, I made it to the final round, and the game was... Um, it was, like, uh, stuff that had um, titles of things that had last in it. Like, you know, the last waltz or, you know, the, you know, save the last dance and stuff like that. And I was, uh, like second, I was second to last if, if, if you will. And I did not, I did not know the, the answer. So I just said, I just said the last answer I will give on this stage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very yep. nice. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> well done. Well played. <laughs> Who is the clever boy? Whitney is the clever boy. <laughs> Then you drop the mic. And they're like, why are you dropping them? Don't drop the mic. Yeah, but why did you do that? It was connected to a stand. It's an expensive mic. You, could, you Why do you took it off the stand and drop the mic? Why would you do that? You, you had to like do... loosen a bolt. <laughs> what is the, what is the thing? Oh God, I'm trying to remember. I think like Chuck Berry used to do where you'd like kick the mic stand. So it started to go down and then kick it back up. Oh yeah! Like you'd uh, stomp on it before it hit the ground, so it would come back to make it spring back up. Yeah. yeah, that's like a rock and roll thing. Yeah, I do not trust myself to do that. You're like you knock it over, you're like, oh shit! <laughs> or or it or it or it springs back and smacks you in the face. It's like that's what sideshow Bob me. style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it bonks me in the face and then it falls off of the audience and I crack a tooth. <laughs> child, so little blood spurts out. They're like someone throws up. It's just really bad. It just it's, it's bad. It's bad radio. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the crowd will be going gonna nuts. Have but to that's... describe that. They're gonna have to describe yeah. it. It's just gonna sound gonna sound like you know the sound effects guy on Prairie Home Companion just losing his shit. Oh, by the way, I uh, I I pretty much keep the. We've got a really really great uh, public radio station out here that's split into one for news and talk and and one branch for music. Even though they're you know in the same building, and um, I pretty much keep my radio tuned to one of those two because uh, the music one is super fucking great. Yeah. But uh, they were playing some song I found annoying the other day, so I switched over to the news channel. And it was just in time, and I instantly recognized the sound of Garrison Keeler, like exhaling through his nose hairs. Nose hairs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's horrible. one of the things. That's one of the things that like the, like the wind over the wheat plains. Yes, <laughs> kind of sounding sounding like an ant exhaling. That was, <laughs> yes. That was something that I pointed out. To, I pointed that out to Ek, and I was like, oh, I'm just so. How does he? And she goes, "What? I go. You can just hear the air just going through those nose hairs." And for a while there, it was Carl Castle was the other one where you can hear his teeth rattling around in his mouth, oh and you're like, "Oh God, please stop! I love you, but stop." 
I. Yeah, that's. Oh, sorry. Uh, the joy of you know an audio engineer husband is <laughs> he points out all these horrible, mis horrible things to agitate my misophonia <laughs> when I'm just trying to listen to fresh air. I'll go listen. Listen to that. Wait, wait. Watch, wait. watch what happens. You can hear her tongue moving around. Yeah, listen to those clicks. You hear those clicks? You hear it? That's called clicking. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't need any any help. <laughs> yeah, Whitney and I have a pretty similar situation with those kinds of sounds. Oh, there has been there has been a time when I made my friend take a drink of water because I could hear her tongue too much. Oh yeah. Because uh, like your mouth, I was like, your mouth is dry. Your mouth is dry. Drink, drink, show, drink. There was some show that I was doing uh, recording. And and uh, Matt Greenfield is like an old uh, ADV guy. Yeah, but, directed but, a lot of uh, yeah, voice projects. It did a did a lot of those. And uh, I was in the booth, and I had grabbed something like a, I think I was eating like a chip or something, <laughs> and it just it was suddenly my turn, and I I started going, and he just stopped. He goes, "I swear to God, Brett, if you do not take a drink of water right now, I'm going to throw up out here." <laughs> One of my friends was a, uh, she interned at WNYC, uh, for a summer and, uh, the fourth time you've told this story. Wait, seriously? God <laughs> I have not, it. I have not heard this. No, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. <sighs> okay. I'll, I'll plow through it again. This old <laughs> chestnut. She, so she was working for the Leonard Lopate show and her job as an intern was as Leonard Lopate walked into the booth, she had to make sure he wasn't carrying any food. <laughs> and had to like uh, gently tell him that he couldn't bring food into the booth. Yeah. Because otherwise he'd bring chips and eat them while while doing his show. Oh uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have one uh, one kind of notorious slash famous local DJ here who is known to just go I, I think he like one of those the jokes about did a lot of drugs back in the sixties, but he tells many stories like that. Uh, it's on the music station, and he will go on and, you know, plays an excellent selection of music, but in between songs, he'll just kind of talk like this about whatever pops to his mind as he's picking out, oh, what am I going to play next? And, um, yeah, he was he played Burning Down the House by Talking Heads, and he said, Burning Down the House. I live in a nice house. Houses have doors. Here's light my fire by the doors. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. I got to uh, apply for the job as the the tech for the station there, and uh, it was down to me and another guy. And and uh, when I talked to the general manager and the other guys, they go, "Was well, there anything that you would do here, you know, to to start working?" I go, "I really only have one plan. If I start working here, is I'm going to go." into this guy's booth and I'm going to turn the bass down so where we can actually hear the words that he's saying because I said he is way too bass rich on that thing for me to be able to hear and, uh, and the guys were like instead of them being like upset they're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep I gotta say this has made me um, uh, excited that uh, I asked Mark to do the production on, on uh, and editing on today's episode because I'm I'm, I'm, feel, I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> oh no, no, this is it's gonna be rough. Uh, I just hit filters like affect things, and then at a certain point, I'm like, I've probably done these enough. <laughs> yeah. Every every and then put it on reverb, reverb all of us. That'll be great. Just put in the put in the New York chat jingle and little air horn sounds. Yeah. <laughs> 
We never actually recorded a New York chat jingle. No, we have the Spritz, we have the Spritz Life jingle. There's oh. a there's a political podcast that I listen to called uh, Chapo Trap House that is like they the entire they constantly are using like rap air horns and yeah. like like a gremlin giggle thing and uh, and it's kind of it's like that sounds great to me <laughs> it's like wow you guys are you you guys are spending a lot of time like inserting or like like i think they use the music from rambo first blood like the theme and just when somebody's talking about something they just slowly turn it up and then just slowly fade it out um it, it's like 90 shock jock yeah that's what yeah. it sounds like yeah it's kind of amazing that you would have that that like because like I, I make sure that all the voices line up, and I'm like, oh, that took a while. I'm done. The idea of going <laughs> back and like putting in diegetically comedic right. bits <laughs> seems very difficult. Here, you can you can add this one in. It's Dingo and the Baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that with your mouth? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I said. I tell you what. <sighs> Always keep bonernoise.com handy. <laughs> Good to know. Oh, that that was an actual. Oh, nice. Bonernoise.com. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just looking at all the boner noises. There's only three. There's only three. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's more in the world, but there's only three on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that is that is rough. It's like, oh hey, that's a nice bag of popcorn you've got there. <laughs> For me, I just have the Inception sound handy. But... <laughs> uh, recursive boner. That is actually the sound his boner makes, by the way. It's wow, sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> you said you liked it. I didn't know. It's married talk now. You, okay. I might put my shock jacket soundboard away. <laughs> she gets all sexy with me and she goes, Brad, bring on the, bring on the, uh, give me the kid boner sound. Give bring me it. the kick. <laughs> we need to go deeper. No! <laughs> Thank you. Comedy! That's actually how Mark and I kind of, that's how we became friends, was writing a, a sketch about depressed shock jocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, yeah. you you had me read the 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 kitten boner thing, right? Well, that was what? that was much that was much much later. Yeah, but the first <laughs> we like we initially like this was well the, well the, the this was you know when we were just like tweeting at each other and um, I think you asked uh, this is this is your little little how did it happen how did Mark and Whitney become friends um, that you you tweeted at me you you, you tweet you, you were like will anybody help me like workshop the the name for a like a a, a subscription box service for something oh, and I was yeah. like I will yeah. I will. And we got to we just got to chatting, and then we just like ended up like cracking jokes at each other. And then I was like, "This sounds good. We should write it." So we started writing this this sketch that was uh, I think it's Rodney Rodney and the Wheeze. <laughs> and they're like existentially depressed 
shock jocks and i think like hell basically yeah yeah <laughs> um and, and but they were very then, cheerful yeah and then you know sometime later it it, it finally it, it had life on uh on brian weekly which yeah. is a po- yeah. Ah. yeah which is a, a podcast that's still you know you can it's no longer in production but you can still listen to it and mark and i did a couple things including the kitten boner sketch nice it's very it's a short comedy like three or four comedy bits and a pretty short like half hour installment something like that oh no no not even a half hour it's like a six oh six to twelve minutes except for like the last uh however many episodes that that became longer and i uh, no offense to i don't really recommend <laughs> oh no it was played out as they say yeah the, we would the, there was a different uh, uh uh an attempt at a different format and you know if if every pork chop was perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. <laughs> oh, I love that show. We finally got to see the baseball episode today. I I'm very far behind. Um, yeah, I'm very I'm very far behind it as as, as well. This is the Steven Universe we're speaking of. Since I sort of um I I, I keep thinking like maybe I should watch it, and then I'm like oh boy that's gonna that might that might cause feelings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Am I ready? Yeah, it does to tend to do that. Feelings today. Yeah, I, I, there was one part in the show. It, it always does. There's always one part where I'm like, ooh, ooh. And and it's just strange things. Like, for me, the thing was the thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I was like, what, what what's happening here? <laughs> I hate this. I hate feeling things. <laughs> well, and then, and, and then EK has stopped watching it, but I've been watching Catching Up on Adventure Time and... Uh, kind of power watched at seasons nine and now in 10. Wow. I didn't realize and, there uh, were that many. And that was the thing that I went, wow, 10 years. That's amazing. Is it really and, 10 years? Yeah. And Jeremy Schrada, who's Finn is on Voltron. Yeah. Oh. He's exactly like Sokka from Avatar, the last airbender. He does. Oh, yeah, he plays the, uh, it's, uh, he plays a character who looks exactly like Adachi from Persona 4 and sounds exactly like Sokka from Avatar. <laughs> he signed EK's oh, yeah. uh, uh, book she did for Adventure Time. That's right, we still have that. And there it is. Yeah. On there. Well, I'm pointing. <laughs> pointing because, to a thing. That... Because an audio format it always works to to point at things. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it, is, it, has been, it has been on since uh, for six years. Ah, they've just they've just cranked out. They, they crank out a ridiculous amount of episodes for that show. Yeah, yeah. insane. Which is why I'm like I'm like oh, it turns out I'm a hundred episodes behind. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really fifty because they're two episodes. Yeah, they're because they're, they're, they're ten minute episodes. And, you know, they yeah. go down they go down fast. Yeah, I, I think the last episode I really sat down and watched. Uh, it was like one of the really early ones, and I, I remember liking it a lot specifically because it had Maria Bamford and Michael Dorn in the same group of characters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So my question to you is: Have y'all seen uh, Lady Dynamite? I, I started to that. watch it, and it I, it gave me the experience of like this is this is this this show that's an honest look at mental illness and anxiety is like triggering anxiety in me, and I don't think I can watch it. Oh yeah, I had to turn it off like in twenty minutes. I was like, this is oh. gonna make me have a panic attack. I mean, but everybody says it's great, and but that's that's just uh, Maria Bamford is brilliant, but yeah, she's she could be a little too real <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah there's. That was kind of my experience with the, the the past segments. I have to watch very carefully 
because it feels a little too it's a little too real which is good but yeah but also yeah um yeah. what now what haven't you guys seen god pretty much a lot of the movie ek hasn't seen anything but uh... <laughs> i saw the new star wars uh i we watched the one direction movie together yes that is true whitney introduced me to the joys of one direction and now i understand i'm familiar with roughly one-fifth of the music that comes on when i'm at the gym now that show is not for me <laughs> no it really did actually the that that documentary it really reminded me of watching episodes or uh, backstage footage of the monkeys <laughs> when I was a kid, because it's, it's, you know, boys in a boy band goofing around. Mm-hmm. So, Our day's night. Yeah. It's, it, it had that same feeling to it. Antics getting in yeah. a trash can, you know, sure. shenanigans. Yep. So now I know more about one. Di- when I first arrived at Whitney's apartment, the only things I knew about one direction was one Zane is the hot one. And two, there are crazy people who th- are convinced that two of the guys are gay and are like doing creepy things to try and force them to be together in public. So that was literally all I knew. Yeah. And now you know so much more. Yeah. <laughs> Zayn is still the hot one, but yes, that was a that was an excellent way to spend uh, to spend a rainy Sunday afternoon was having Korean sheet masks and drinking uh, white wine spritzers and watching One Direction. Good enough. I know I know how to take care of a guest. You do, man. I, I now have a plan. And uh, I uh, and that pomodoro pasta that you ma- that you so kindly made me at 11 p.m. I um I uh, made that for Brett when I got back. And it was very 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 good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come come stay with me. I'll I'll feed I'll feed you. On my way. <laughs> what EK was say, I was saying, I was like, why is this so much less stressful than when I normally have guests? I'm like, oh, because she's only one person, and uh, and other times like the when I the, my normal friends I host attends, it's it's like, oh, suddenly there are five people here, and I have to worry about cooking for five people who all have ah. drastically different ah. uh, dietary <laughs> needs, and yeah, also usually that just requires more food. <laughs> usually, when we have house guests, it's at least two people. But we actually, uh, you know, Brett and I, we live in, uh, we bought a house basically in central Austin and, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have any children, but we still bought a couch that seats nine and a dining room table that seats 12 because we knew. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Preemptively. I I always start with, so if I say the word gluten, who, how do you react just to see? (laughs) And if I see someone's like, okay, I can adjust, I have to adjust the recipes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, my birthday a few years ago, uh, Brett, we have these um, like elementary school cafeteria style trays that I completely love nice. um, that we bust out when we have lots of guests. Do you and, put plates uh, on them or is it it's like the sections? No, it's the sections. sections. Oh, That's boy. Great. And they're like, like what, what color are they? Are they? Oh, they're yellow and orange and blue and yes. green. Yes. And when you There's give like them to people. There's a little slot on the side for your uh, for your knife and fork. Oh. Yay. When it. you give them to people, do you make sure they're still kind of wet? Just, uh, like... <laughs> no, we do not do that, but no, we should. No, I don't, but I get this is where the weird bit comes out is like when I place them where I sit, make sure where everybody sits, I then place the trays to where no light color is next to each other. I have to make sure that I make put it in an arrangement to where <laughs> the colors are truly uh, uh, integrated throughout the table. 
That's my only weird bit that I, I did not know I that about that. you. I go, I go, yeah, here I'm gonna be. Well, I'll take this train. No, you're gonna take that train. You're sitting right there. <laughs> no, my 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 mom was like that. She was. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Brett made um, uh, like a couple years ago. I think it was like my 36th birthday or something like that. And Brett made a uh, dinner of comfort foods, and we had friends over. Mm. And one of our friends is gluten intolerant, and. It just so happened that that was the best mac and cheese I think I've ever had in my life. Gluten-free was the, was the gluten-free stuff. Ah, yeah, which very is interesting. Which I was not expecting. Yeah, and there's um, there's I was at a diner, one of my favorite diners in Austin yesterday, who make that make a vegan breakfast sausage that I like much better than meat. So, that is a like completely fascinating food fact. Thank you, Ek. There. Uh, <laughs> But the fellow sitting next to me was asking, like, what is that you're eating? I was like, oh, it's the vegan breakfast sausage. I'm not a vegetarian, but it's super tasty. And he, I don't think he noticed me watching, like, noticing him surreptitiously watching me do thumbnails for my new comic. <laughs> and uh, I went to pay my tab, and the bartender was like, oh, that gentleman already paid for you. Aww. That's nice. That was a nice, uh, nice surprise, a surprise patron yesterday. Yay. Little acts of, of of sausage sausage kindness. No. <laughs> wow. Little acts of sausage. Don't don't, don't say little and sausage. In the same <laughs> I, was, I was like I was like oh as it started to happen in my in my mouth. No. <sighs> the sausage was happening. The little sausage. <laughs> a little a little a little sausage started to happen in my mouth, and I was like, no, I can't. I can't do this. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> So sorry, college. Random acts of sausage and senseless beauty. <laughs> uh, and I and I just closed the boner noise tab. Well, you'll have to imagine. Oh. Boy, oh, 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 oh. sizzle. <laughs> it's sausage. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, I think I think uh, that's the that's a sausagey <laughs> note to to, to, to end the end the show on. Sagey. Mm, just meaty note. Mm. <laughs> I did. Uh, well, I went to. It's um, uh, reminds me that a couple times I went to the the uh, mead night at the Homebrewers Guild. Oh. That's in, in in New York. Uh, that met at Burke Castle, which uh, I, I didn't intend to go to mead night. I just happened to be there, mm-hmm. and that's when everybody brings their mead, and I. Uh, that is one of the drunkest nights of my life. I got I got so drunk I joined the, the homebrewers guild. <laughs> I gave somebody twenty dollars. <laughs> I never got my shirt. And I definitely never brewed anything. But my thought was that I wanted to to make a mead because I had all kinds of crazy flavors of mead. I had like like durian and 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 wow. and you know uh, Szechuan peppercorn and all this crazy stuff. Ooh, that actually sounds really good. Yeah, We've got good. some blackberry mead in our fridge right now. Ooh. But my thought was to have to make one that had sage and fennel and call it the uh, Sausage Fest. Nice. <laughs> very nice. Because that's what the Homebrewers Guild is very much. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. A lot of those flat shirts and the uh, the pointy mustaches. and oh, the beard. Very beard. Very beard. Very uh, neck-oriented beards I'm... as well. Speaking of, speaking of hairstyles, I was so... Like, as as Whitney would say, I was feeling so hashtag blessed to be living in the 20-teens the other day when I was um, uh, I was getting some food to go at this little diner. And the fellow checking me out had both a, like, four or five-inch high-top fade and a handlebar mustache. Nice. Mm. Nice. 
Yeah. I, I've confused all of my friends because I uh, just did a, a show that I played a uh, magazine editor in 1962, uh, Selma, no, Birmingham, Alabama. And so I actually went to the flat top shop and got a flat top and shaved off my beard and clean shaven and have my horn rim glasses. And uh, they were like, you are Hank Hill. You are Hank <laughs> yeah. Hill. Yeah, EK showed me a picture of you on her phone, and, I, and it's just like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's 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 cool. Your husband is now ready to send a man to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Hank Hill, when you came home, I was like, oh, you're one of the uh, extras in Apollo 13. Yeah, just give me the white vest, <laughs> and I'll make sure this, slide rule, this yeah. gets done. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> Perfect. But yes, uh, uh, thank you, thank you guys for coming. Yeah. Is... thank you for having me again, and yeah. thank you for uh, welcoming Brett into your fold. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to the fold. Yeah, folding, yay! It's like it's like being in a in a big burrito of friendship. Oh, <laughs> that is what I'm we the call guacamole. It. Guac is not extra. Oh. <laughs> uh, so so tell tell uh, people the nice listeners like where to where to find you. Anything that you'd like to to plug and or promote. Um, I'm E.K. Weaver. Uh, I'm Big Big Truck, all one word, on Twitter and Tumblr. Um, I'm not really active on Tumblr anymore. Uh, and Plurk. And my finished comic is at tjandamall.com. I will be launching another webcomic at ramenfresh.com this fall. Um, and that is it, baby. Why don't you take it away? All right. I'm Brett Weaver. I am E.K. Weaver's sometime editor and husband. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, you can hear me on uh, Attack on Titan or uh, One Piece recently, or hear me on the game Smite. But it doesn't really matter because I've been paid already, so do what you want. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, I'm currently producing uh, a play called For the Love of Mahalia, about Mahalia Jackson, and uh, that'll be going out through Texas. So maybe you'll watch that if you want to. And bigbigtruck.com. Go to bigbigtruck.com. There you go. And I just I just got literally my fifth email from Hillary Clinton about winning Hamilton tickets. <laughs> She's like, come on, Hillary, come on. Do not email me anymore unless I have won, Hillary. <laughs> yes. That is another thing I have not seen. No one has. <laughs> you can't get tickets. It doesn't exist. Uh, anyway, well, uh, and I'm so I'm Whitney Whitney Arner, and uh, he the the other boy is uh, Mark is Mark Poffham, where I haven't seen on Twitter, and yeah, you know, we're coming up on our hundredth episode, Ooh. and we haven't really talked about what we, what we want to do, but um, I, a, a good idea is like you know, hey, if you feel like it, you know, send a call our voicemail, um, it's on the it's on I haven't seen that dot com, um, and you know, leave a you know if you want to leave a message about you know how. What what I haven't seen that means to you. That'd be really really nice, and we'll we'll put it in the show and stuff like that. Yeah. Or if you want to send an email, and I'll I'll you know, the the uh, you know the thoughts of the uh, like 150 people who listen to the show. So. It was very it was very fun. We 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 met um, Twitter user Shamblebot in in person yesterday, and she said to both of us, "It's like it's so strange to hear your voices coming out of a actual person, a flesh being, <laughs> a flesh beast." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, y'all. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye.
Mark, say thank you. Bye-bye, Thank Mark. you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Are we hanging up now? Yeah, we're hanging up now. <laughs> okay. Hit the Bye. button, Frank.